So today I'm talking to Margaret, who was one of our contributors on the first series of DNA Family Secrets. So for those of you who haven't seen the episode that Margaret is in, when you came to us, your question was essentially to find out who your mum was, because you'd been adopted when you were six months old. So tell me about your family circumstances growing up. From a very young age, I mean, as far as I can remember back, my adopted mum told me I was adopted and um, she told me the circumstances was um, that she couldn't conceive and they went to the priest and the priest said, oh, there's an adoption society in Southport. So, yeah, they went through all the channels and picked me. There was not a lot of information about birth mum other than we think she came over from Ireland that's as much as I thought about it. And to be honest, it was sort of put at the back of my mind, I guess. I'm little, I've been adopted, I'm happy and, you know, everything was lovely. So, But one of the things which was quite emotional in the filming of this was, I think it might have been Stacy said, when do you think about your birth mum? And it was almost like, oh, I do think about her on my birthday because it's, as a mum, I would have thought I gave that child up. At the time, you know, abortion was illegal, birth control was illegal, and we know that about 2,000 women a year, you know, would come over to Liverpool to give birth, and so that's what you thought might have happened. What information did you have about your mum? You had a name, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't find stuff out till, like, paperwork till after my mum had died. And then I I found my birth certificate with my name on it. Mum always said I was Rosemary Flynn. But actually, I'm Rose Mary Flynn. And I said, oh, right, OK. So they didn't show this on camera, but we had a long and really quite emotional chat about how much this meant to you and how it was unlikely that your mum would be alive and that you really just kind of wanted anything. So just to know her name, and this is the thing I really remember, was you were really just wanted to have a photo. I remember, so we're coming, when you came, what were you hoping for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to find out information, did she go on to have a good life? That was really important to know. So I was quite hopeful because so many people around the world have got Irish ancestry and DNA testing is super popular in Ireland, but also in places in the world where Irish people have immigrated to. So I was cautiously hopeful. So the morning that you were coming to find out what the results were, how was that for you? I was super excited. I really was. And surely I remember when you mapped it all out and the penny hadn't dropped. There was names, but the penny hadn't dropped. And then, I don't know whether you remember, I nearly lost it with emotion. And you just sort of give me some reinforcement for me to go in and see Stacy. But I, the emotion then, I don't know whether I can do the next bit. It was hugely emotional because... We had got really lucky because we got a first cousin, we got a number of second cousins and a number of third cousins. And what that allows us to do is build up these family trees. And then what you start to do is you see where they intersect with one another. And that allowed us to kind of home in on who your grandparents were. And they were Margaret and James 
Flynn. And then when they looked at what children they had, they had two daughters, Bridget and Mary. So we knew one of them had to be your mum. Now, Bridget had two children, so they were Seamus and Maureen. And when we contacted them, they were quite surprised because there always was this story that their mum's older sister, Mary, had given up a child for adoption, but not their own mum, Bridget. So what we did was we got them to take DNA test just to be absolutely sure because we wanted to give you the right answer and it turned out then that you had two half siblings so what happens when you go in and see Stacy I think the first thing is Stacy gives me the picture and I looked and I could see you know the facial expression and thinking oh that's wonderful and then at some stage just then the penny did drop and I said to Stacy one question is she still alive? And then, it, yeah, and she was. Yeah. Bombshell. Yeah, absolute bombshell. All you wish for and then it is. I mean, wow. And then I think Stacy gave me the letter. My brother and sister, they'd sat together and how did it start? I mean, I've got it here. So this was dated Monday the 12th of October 2020 and it says, Dear Margaret, hope this letter finds you safe and well. Seamus and I, Maureen, are overjoyed to discover we have a sister. The news came as a huge surprise but a very nice one. We are sad that our mother kept you a secret all these years. Our mother Bridget was born on the 17th of February 1928 in her late teens, early 20s, she worked in England as a cook in Stonyhurst College, Lancashire. Her summer holidays were spent working in a restaurant in Morecambe. Our mother was a very bubbly, outgoing person and loved her bright colours. She read a lot, enjoyed cooking, arts and crafts, doing crosswords and liked the game of bingo. She married Patrick in 1956 and settled back in Ireland. They both ran the family farm until Dad passed away in December 2004. Patrick was a tall, kind gentleman. They were very happy. Our mother now is in her 93rd year, and in 2015, she was diagnosed with vascular dementia and needs full-time care. We are glad to hear you had a happy childhood and made a good life for yourself. We are all looking forward to meeting you and welcoming you into our family. Love, Maureen and Seamus. It sounds like you both went off and had a nice life and then were able to come back and find each other again. Yes. The other thing was that they were going in to see mum without the COVID restrictions. So they were sending pictures back of my mum. You know, they were lovely and she looked bubbly and really well cared for you know you could tell and they'd say she's on good form today and really chatty and and I thought oh I can't wait to go over and experience that. Yeah so how do you start a conversation with your half siblings? There was no awkwardness no it was and you know it's like trying to get a word in 
And my brother, Seamus, he's the greatest storyteller. One after the other of them growing up and what it was like with mum. And she was um, almost a champion sheep shearer. And this is by hand with the old big scissors. And, oh, she'd be picking up the sheep and doing this. And she taught Maureen how to do the same. And Maureen was a champion sheep shearer. And there was hundreds of stories. Seamus should write a book. So you've been to see your mum. Oh, that lead up to going over to Ireland. I mean, I'm feeling it now. I've never felt such emotion, waves of emotion thinking, I'm just going to lose it. As soon as I see my brother and sister, I'm just going to be a wreck. I was looking out for them, looking out for them, looking out for them. And then I said, oh, there they are. And it was just like we've always, always been brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> that evening we chatted for about two hours. And then, of course, Maureen had arranged for the visit to mum. And, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful room. And there she was in the chair looking beautiful, but fast asleep. We'd got a chair either side and Maureen said, Mum, Mum, Rosemary's here. Rosemary's here. So I went to hold her hand. She gripped my hand for an hour. And Maureen said, I've never known her do that. It was white. She gripped it. But she still had her eyes closed. And God, Maureen was saying, Mum, Rosemary's here. Rosemary's here. She kept on saying it over and over. And I think after about an hour, the eyes fluttered. I said, oh, she's waking up a little bit. So I said to uh, my sister I said will, will you sing a song with her so there's Maureen singing to her and then I could see her joining in oh well, it was just priceless never thought I'd be there with um, listening to my mother sing did you get the feeling that she knew who you were I do I think on some level I mean that gripping of my hand because Maureen says she's never done that with hair, but she just held on. What really comes across is just how much you've just been kind of enveloped into oh. the family, just really oh. taken into the family. For the time we were there, we were taken from that house, this house, tea here. Every single member of the family, they were just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And one of the lovely things was one of Bridget's um, grandsons, lovely, lovely lad. And he said to me, she walks like nanny. And I thought that is the most loveliest thing you could have said. It sounds like you've had some really wonderful moments over the last year, but I know it must have been really bittersweet because your mum was in the later stages of dementia and I know that really sadly she passed away, didn't she? Up to September, Maureen was saying, oh, mum's in fine form. She's fine. Then October, Maureen sent me a picture and I thought, oh. And then she said, they've got mum in bed with a white cover. They've got a candle burning and flowers. So it looked like they were sort of preparing the priest had been in a couple of times and that sort of thing. And I thought, ah. And oh, Jerry, I woke up at 
on the day she died and I thought, she's gone. And then I got a text to say, she's gone at 4.30. Yeah, they were at the bedside and, yeah. So she passed away peacefully, God bless her. And having met you. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, I don't feel... She's, she's passed, but God, how lucky I have been to have met her and, and I kissed her and... And heard her sing, and yeah, I'm blessed. Margaret, thank you so, so much for chatting to me today. It has been such a treat to see you again and catch up. Thank you, Cherry.